0: You're listening to In the Bunker, a podcast that explores the biggest challenges in starting and running a business. My name is Joshua Maddox, and I'm an entrepreneur and business owner myself. I'm sitting down with business owners to talk about the challenges they face, the lessons they've learned, and how we can all grow from it. Awesome! Today we have Charlie Titchener on on In the Bunker. And Charlie was really faced with a challenge of consistent change in the digital marketing landscape and the ever-growing number of businesses that are using the same platforms. With online competition continuing to grow and the ability to make a sale being harder than it's ever been before, he was facing this challenge on a daily basis with their clients. However, despite the odds, he's made it through and has over seven years of experience in really helping businesses have that strategic and creative problem-solving aspect to overcome those marketing issues. He's helped build brands in an ever-changing world of the digital marketing space. And in spite of costs continuing to rise and global consensus overall dropping, there's so much to learn from this. And I'm super excited to jump in and learn about how Charlie's overcame this issue. Uh, Great to have you all on and spend a little bit of time to chat with you today.
1: Oh, well thank you so much for having me man. I appreciate it. It's uh it's a beautiful day here in LA. I promise outside that window I can there's not a cloud I can see outside of this <laughs> window. So it's a
0: pretty good day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'm in the LA area as well, so it's really good to chat and you know talk about the 93 degree weather outside today and when is it not though? Awesome. Well, let's do this. Let's have you give us sort of a 90 second background like who are you? How do you get here? Uh, What do you do? What does that look like? Sure. Yeah.
1: So, I'm Charlie. I'm one of the top 100 Facebook advertisers in the United States. And a lot of the other ones are students of mine. Over the last decade, I've really, I came up starting in organic and then started getting paid. And shortly, in 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 a small amount of time, I went from putting my credit card in Facebook to promote some local projects to Managing a million dollars a day for big brands on behalf of global international, you know, ad agencies with big, you know, CBS, television, Nissan, a million different things. the, The list goes on and on and on and on. And over that time, I've really built a career around challenging what people think you necessarily should be doing and how that applies into the digital space, especially with Facebook at the time being very nuanced and very early on in the system. So I've been able to grow along with it. And as a result of spending a lot of money and doing a lot of case studies and challenging the status quo, I ended up getting known by Facebook as somebody that worked very well with them. And I ended up working really closely with their engineering department and product team to define a lot of what things are supposed to be done. And now a lot of those case studies are sort of taught by Facebook to experts and agencies via reps as what you're supposed to do. And over that time, I've spent a couple hundred million dollars. I've got hundreds of case studies. I brought the dynamic product ads and lead gen ad unit to market. I was in the alphas for those and a lot of other things that never made it to market because they never actually worked. And now I'm just really in the space of trying to help brands see success and really understand like what you can do to minimize your time and maximize your profit. Because I think there is a fundamental misunderstanding around how Facebook is supposed to work. And I think that comes from either people, A, coming from email or Google, or B, learning after Facebook was super easy from other people that had no idea what they were doing, were just in the right place at the right time with a really good brand. And um, the honest truth is about 80% of the people that buy media on Facebook have a fundamental misunderstanding of how the platform works. And I'm here to help people see success with that.
0: And that's kind of where I'm at today. Awesome. Awesome. Now. I want to hone in on one thing you said. Sure, you've you have in a single day done a million dollar ad buy. Oh, yeah. now it doesn't require a million dollars to run a Facebook ad campaign. Sure, but the budgets can be anywhere from you know two dollars a day to millions of dollars a day. Yeah, and in reality, you know the the strategy and some of that type of aspects. It, it doesn't really change much. Irrelevant of you're spending two dollars or two million dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: it, it depends on where your business is, but yeah, but matters way more than anything else. I mean, look, it's nice to say put some stuff down. They're like, oh, I spent ten million this week. That sounds fun. You also rip your hair out, but it sounds fun. You know, it's, it's a nice sounding thing and, and between a bunch of brands and a bunch of different platforms, and that's just on Facebook. At the same time, I was doing the same thing on Twitter and having you know, Pinterest and, and, and LinkedIn, but Facebook's my main lane. The point of it is, it really comes down to one of four business objectives. Are you trying to get top line growth, bottom line growth, market share or awareness? And, and whatever it is that you're trying to do for your business, the strategy to maximize your investment should be what everything is about. At the end of the day, your Facebook ad account is around business develop is around your business development strategy, and the, what you should be doing is understanding what is the unfair advantage that this platform can bring to your ecosystem, and then leveraging that to the nth degree. And yeah, the same thing I do at five hundred a day is more or less what I do at fifty thousand a day, because Facebook's business model hasn't changed in years. And their algorithm has had two updates since I started in 2013, 2014 at a million dollar budget. So what works is always work. What doesn't work generally continues to not work. And there are people that can do things wrong and they'll still succeed because their business model works. And there are people with a bad business no matter what they do on Facebook. All they're going to end up doing is spending a whole bunch of money telling people they have a bad business. So it is fairly consistent.
0: Yeah, and those are those are the businesses that don't understand their ideal, you know, their ideal customer, who their target market is, and if you don't understand who your target market is, your ideal client, you shouldn't be advertising yet. Unless you're attempting to get more data to figure out a product or something, but at that point you should be seriously working with someone <laughs> who knows what they're doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, I want to dive in to talk about your sort of that big challenge. What is your biggest challenge that you've faced in in business? You know, in regards to this? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest
1: challenge that we're seeing, especially I mean, in the Facebook ads world and the marketing in general, between iOS 15 and iOS 14, I mean, every year Apple releases a new operating system that creates a lot of havoc for everybody iOS 14 was the end of the world, end of days, and so was iOS 12, and so was the implementation of Facebook Pixel. Because back in the day, it didn't even exist. We didn't even have a conversion campaign. I was spending a million dollars a day when it was just a PPC platform trying to meet with Google. End of days every time they make an update. But the problem is if you run a business that gets used to being successful by you doing certain things and then people change the rules, or make it harder for you to do things in a way that you, you figured out, then it ultimately does make it more difficult to get people to buy in. And I think one of the biggest struggles that, that I've been facing a lot with, with brands is really letting them know how to pivot their model that didn't necessarily rely on treating their partners or their vendors in the way that they should. I mean, the honest truth is, People were able to, several years ago, basically do everything wrong and print a lot of money. And the law of diminishing the returns that they've gotten from that has been something that the global consensus of Facebook ads is that it's harder and harder to make money. It's wildly unstable. They're just trying to take your money from you. You shouldn't trust them on things. And like it's just getting more and more expensive. And at some point, it's just going to stop working. The honest truth is if you have a good business model, and you know how to work the machine, millionaires are getting made every single day. I mean, I've had clients double their ad budget this year in spite of everything that's happening because it provides a great opportunity for them because they're doing things well. So I think the biggest challenge is one, getting business owners to understand the mental shift that they have to make. And also it's being able to communicate what they're supposed to do Especially when, for what it's worth, the vast majority of experts out there don't know what they're supposed to do with contextual information. So if you're in a room and 99 out of 100 people say you're supposed to do something, and then somebody else says, well, no, everybody's complaining because they're wrong, here's what you're supposed to do, it becomes very alienating. But you know, it, it's. It's validating to see that 99% of the people in the room turning more to 60 or 70% because the other 20 or 30 are quoting things that I did two, three years ago. They're catching up, but at least we're getting there. But that's the big challenge, is really getting people to buy in when there's so much bad information. And also it's a very predatory space. You know, There's a lot of folks that know there's a lot of money to be made because everybody wants to make money. And so there's a cash grab of like, let me just put out as much bad information as I possibly can, and then use some version why people should trust me to get their cash in hand. And I can't tell you how many people I know that are really, really good business people. that run really successful agencies that tell you how to run your ads. And my response to anybody that says, well, this guy tells me to do it. It's like, great. They're good at running the business. If your iPhone breaks, does Tim Cook have the answer on how to fix it? The answer is no. You would never ask the executive running a multi-billion dollar company how to handle your executional problems because that's not their job. They shouldn't know that. There are plenty of other things that they're really good at. And so getting your answer from somebody whose day job has no bearing on being able to answer your question pollutes the space. And so I think one of the biggest things is just being able to cut through so much of the noise Because part of being able to cut through that noise also positions you as sort of a contrarian. And, you know, it doesn't help that Facebook calls their elite group of advertisers the disruptor group and disruptor brands. So when I come into a space, I'm awfully disruptive because I'm one of the lead people in that group. And it can be off-putting. And I think the last big piece there is. A lot of these folks that are experts in their field or very highly regarded that have been around for a long time, a lot of them don't know that they don't know what they're doing, which is a real big issue. And I know a lot of very successful people that came up because they had a few really successful clients who honestly would have succeeded with or without them. And I've been in that space. Like, I used to work with Activision. The Call of Duty launch was like $15 million over a month. Do you think they needed my Facebook ad account to make Call of Duty 4 a successful business venture? No. You know, when CBS is launching a TV show with like the new host of The Late Show, they don't need my media dollars to make that show a success. And there's a lot of agencies that came up with those great clients. And they were able to make things work by brute force and a lot of testing. But it doesn't mean that what they were doing was right. It just means they had a client that was so good that they could do everything wrong and still succeed. And they've been around long enough that they have this perceived legitimacy. So I think the biggest struggle is getting people to buy into something that challenges what they accept. And yeah. you know the biggest struggle there is, or the biggest pain point for them is, if you're going to believe these folks, then you're gonna also believe that you're hopeless. And the honest truth is they're wrong and there's a path.
0: Yeah. Well, I think so much of that, your point to the aspect of, you know, you can can go to your kitchen right now and arbitrarily grab ingredients. And if you do that 10,000 times and you pull up a recipe at random 10,000 times, you might have a chance of grabbing the right ingredients for that random blind recipe. And so you're like, oh, look, I grabbed all the right items and I made this amazing thing. And what sadly agencies like you're talking about aren't saying is, yes, we help these, we have these 10 case studies that are amazing, but we've worked with 40,000 companies. Sure. Yeah. And so the success rate is tiny. And it's not to say that. It's 100% the agency's fault because maybe the client didn't understand who their customer was or they got into a space that, you know, I know in the state of California, like bail bonds has changed so drastically with different laws in the state of California. And so you get legislation that comes in and shifts a whole entire market. You get things like Facebook ads, you know, now if you're going to do real estate or, Auto loans or anything, you have to check the box and say that it is that. And then that changes what you can target. And so there's legislative changes that are outside of people's controls. There's a lot of stuff that is within a business's control, but a lot that's outside of as well, you know, things like the market and where we are just globally. Yeah. (laughs) But so how looking at these challenges of just the Facebook platform, and the element of so many businesses attempting to use it as basically the way to just make a million dollars overnight, like how do businesses overcome this of having a, you know, a successful campaign?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and I've been in those agencies too, where it was like, I mean, honestly, the agency model there for, for some color is like you get two or three flagship product projects that make you a bunch of money, and then you have your sales team bring in a whole bunch of folks who you don't even expect to be there six months from now to bring in your cash and hopefully one of them becomes something you can invest in or that you can, you can build your brand off of again. And the churn rate on clients is crazy. I mean, 90-day contracts to see whether or not you're going to be able to strike oil with somebody. And that's why brands are on agency seven in two years, because they just keep getting spit out because nobody's like, well, our turnkey system doesn't work for you because we would require us to do work outside of what we've trained everybody to do and require us to work with you to develop your business model, to make things work, or maybe you're not willing to listen to them to your point point, make the client could be the problem. And so just, I've seen that over and over and over again. And to, to answer deeper into your question, one of the things that really comes in handy or, or that we face a lot that when I'm trying to have conversations with folks is we have to shift the mindset of Facebook is what's going to make my business successful. You have to think of it as you know fuel for the fire. If you don't have a successful business, then it's not going to improve things. It is going to, Amplify wherever you're at. So if you're losing money right now because your business isn't good, throwing money at Facebook is only going to magnify that loss. And if you have a successful business where Facebook can be the thing that amplifies it, then you're in a great space. So a lot of this comes down to, in my opinion, the job of a media buyer, Facebook or whatever, is really to understand at a very rudimentary level, your budget this month might be $10,000. Why isn't it 20? What is wrong with your business or what can we fix to double this budget? Now, I can do the best thing I can to return you an investment, but ultimately, it's about me looking at the data that I have and understanding that customer flow in your business model to understand why you can't give me twice as much money to go acquire customers or. Should we be spending at all? But like, what is it about your customers and your clients and their businesses that is preventing them from being able to feed this more and more? Because the honest truth is, if everything works, then it's just a run rate of like, well, how much money do we have in the bank? And that number should go up on a consistent basis. If you're good at your job, that budget should not be static. And so... A lot of this comes into working very closely with those businesses. And at the end of the day, the best media buyers that I know are project managers that are really good at business development because the system is smarter than all of us. And for lack of a better word, it's the best way to use it is to keep it as simple as possible so that you can invest in all your resources and understanding and improving everything that happens after the click. And
0: when you, yeah. I want to hone in on something because you said something there that is is huge. You're talking about investing in marketing and it's going to magnify whatever the problem is. If it's a successful business, it's going to, you know, 2X, 3X, 10X, whatever that business is. If the business is losing cash, it's going to magnify that. And I think that's so key to marketing just as a whole, irrelevant of the platform, because so many businesses don't understand that. They have to have processes and procedures in place because if a business is used to getting referrals, referrals aren't a ton of work, if they're a service-based business or whatever, where a lead from Facebook is very different than a referral from a friend of a friend or whoever, The sales process for referral is done. They're just looking for a price point to book a call or to book the service where a cold lead, there's education, there's a more of a relationship building aspect. And so if that business doesn't have, and I like the point you brought up with the business development, the best Facebook, you know, the best media buyers are business development people because if those processes aren't in place, and they don't have a good CRM system or a good lead generation to conversion flow or funnel, then doesn't matter how much money you spend. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's,
1: and I've noticed this more and more, especially as in the last couple of years when, I really started to work with agency development and brand development at seven and eight figure businesses. I heard the same complaints from dozens or hundreds of people and my DMs on Twitter are full of these folks where they're like, hey, these are the experts in the space and they don't know what's going on or they're complaining a lot or they keep telling me that this is the next solution. And my response to them is like, they're the experts in the space at running a business that gets you to pay them to think that they're the experts. That has nothing to do with them actually being good at their job. And then they say, well, here's this case study, this business. I'm like, yeah, a business run by an extraordinarily successful business person, and this is the partner they went with.
0: Well, and that's where I love the ones. I get Facebook ads. Running a digital agency myself, I get Facebook ads from oh, I ran a digital agency for five years and now I want to train you on how to do it. And I'm like, wait, so what are you doing now? You you left your digital agency job and you're not running it anymore. So you're going to train me on what happened five years ago? I mean, if if you took the tactics that you first started learning and the advertising methodology that you first started learning the first day that you did any type of advertising and tried implementing that now that's going to provide different results than what you use today. And that might just be content strategy. That might be colors. That might be who knows what photography, you know, I look back, you go to anybody's Instagram and you scroll all the way back to the bottom of their feed. And everybody has that, that image with like the, it looks like someone cut it out on paper with a little, you know, Sure. yeah yeah everybody's got that same filter because that's what we all used back then you don't do that anymore now it's overly you know saturated and and processed and it's a very different look and so just that's someone just posting personal stuff we're not even talking about specific ads and then you go into the ad space and you look at you know what it ads look like you know a few years ago versus today and so I think that shift of so many businesses say, oh, well, this worked for this person four years ago. I'm going to try it. It's trends yeah. change.
1: And, and, and so things change. And I think it's really good to be on top of that change. And then there's also the inverse of these things too of like, I feel like a lot of people take that to the nth degree of content is one thing and strategy is something else, which I might agree with or not. It really depends on how your business is going. But one of the biggest liabilities that I see out in the space is everybody saying something along the lines of like, one of the things I hear all the time is like, none of my local likes are working right now. And it's like, that probably means you're using them wrong. Or people saying, "Well, like this attribution model doesn't this 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 optimization window doesn't work anymore. You got to switch to this thing." And it's like that has nothing to do with it. Like there are some constants that you have to keep in, and there are some ways of thinking about the problem solving. I think one of the biggest liabilities is a fundamental misunderstanding of how these platforms function and what their business objectives are and how they're supposed to, how they're trying to reach them. I mean, as a very high level, for instance, Facebook itself and Instagram and their entire business model is they sell attention for profit. If you want to be successful and you want to mitigate high costs, you have to make the attention that you buy good for Facebook's bottom line. So if you want to, ads or your content isn't appealing, you're going to be sown to less people. And we see this with organic. Like, if your post isn't good, you get less likes and less reach. Well, if your ad isn't good, you get less delivery. Now, ad good for you versus Facebook, it's a very different thing. For Facebook, it's about their estimated action rate and a whole bunch of other acronyms we can get down to. But basically, if your ad is being shown to somebody and they are not likely to respond positively or it causes them to leave, then you're a liability to Facebook business model. When we're getting into that, one of the biggest issues that we see around, for instance, audience targeting or all this other stuff is, if you're trying to take an ad and find who can you force this content to so that it might work, you're immediately disrespecting the end user and your business part because there's a real person on the other end of that dollar and there's an entire platform and there's a reason why the same people that complain about which audience is working and which attribution model or optimization window is working are also complaining about their CPMs. Because Facebook is saying, you're not a good, you're not a good faith partner to us. We know you're out here, but you're a liability to our business success. So we're going to charge you more money to exist. And then also, if your delivery times aren't accurate or people complain about your product or your customer service is bad, then you're also a liability because face, people are getting upset that they saw that Facebook ad and they're getting, you know, angry. So because your business isn't run with respect to the customer, Facebook is also going to ping you. Page score is what they call it. And if your page score is below a two, you can't even run business. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything to anybody. But your page score, if it's above, a, if you increase your page score from like a two and a half to like a four and a half, your cost per advertising, same exact ad, same exact audience, same exact everything might drop by 50%. Because Facebook is deemed, oh, now you're a good player. Now you are taking care of our, our, our business model. And so when people try to solve their problems, they're always trying to figure out like, how do we get the sale? What do we do this? What's the audience for all of these things? And they forget that it's all about matching the content with the end user that that person wants to see. And maybe the reason that that ad that doesn't meet your business objectives is getting all of the spend is because it's the ad that people want to see the most. And your job is to really manage that balance. And- If you think about it in those simple terms, if every decision is, how do I make the end user's experience better while also magnifying my needs as a business for the one thing I'm asking Facebook to do in a way that also lets the platform make all of the informed decisions it possibly can to give me the most consistent result, then you aren't going to be solving the problem in a way that the vast majority of experts and gurus and agencies or whatever won't present to you because it also undermines their validity as an advertiser. If if the answer to your success is creative test it broad and work on your business model, the person who's most threatened by that is the company that relies on these massive spreadsheets and great PowerPoint decks and a percentage of your ad spend to run. Because it's A insecurity that they have of like, I can't provide value if I can't push a bunch of buttons and show you a bunch of information. And the honest truth is, you know, who doesn't care about that information is the person that owns the company that hired you. They don't care. When you get on a client call as an agency, the number one goal of that call is to get off the phone as fast as possible, make the person that hired you look good to their boss, and make the results this month better than last month. If there is, Anything that gets in the way of that, then it is a liability to your time. And it is bad for business for you to dive into it. I think but I feel like and I think that is something where somebody that isn't competent delivering that result needs to lean on other things to feel important. Yeah. And now these business owners have been told over and over again by every agency, well, it's this interest group, it's all this thing. So they start asking questions because they've been burned, like, what about this and what about that? And I my response to them all is like. If they ask me, well, our CPCs are rising too high. My response is, doesn't matter. They're like, our CTRs are, are, are dropping. Like, I don't care. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, did you make more money this month? Did we reach your goal better? And their answer is, well, yeah, we're doing better off. Like, great. So stop worrying about these things that mean nothing. And I yeah. do legitimately mean ROAS, CPC, CTR, CPMs. I like to use the term garbage metric. They don't mean anything. They're not actionable. What is your desired efficiency on your target results? Can we meet that or do better than it?
0: Because all of those other things are market forces. Well, and that's really where so many businesses can get just overwhelmed with the amount of data that Facebook can spit out. And you can analysis, you know, paralysis type element. And you can get in there and go, well, this number moved okay, cool. Great. We don't care. Like, and you're right. If you're, if your cost per lead, if your cost per lead or cost per sale is lower than the target doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. As long as you're, like you said, making money. Now, if all of a sudden your cost per lead went from a dollar to $17 and that means you're no longer making money and you're barely breaking even then there's a problem and you got to figure out what and that's where the rest of those numbers come into play and you can start to sort of diagnose things and see oh it's because there's an engagement issue or because there's you know other aspects but yeah it's it's crazy i know we could probably spend the next Five hours talking about the crazy yeah, stuff. I could talk to of, a brick
1: wall about this stuff, so I'm healing <laughs> the face. Yeah. Like the, the hard problem is, I'm really passionate about this stuff. And I also yeah. be, a, I used to be a radio DJ. So, like, I don't need an audience other than the microphone to just wax poetic until like
0: the sun comes back around. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I've definitely enjoyed our conversation. And I think, you know, what is what is your advice to someone who is sort of, facing these challenges of marketing, you know, what's your advice to them right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give it in three big things. Number one, your number one objective in any marketing effort, and I'll be brutally honest, is to make the person that hired you look good to the person that signs their paycheck. Understand what that motivation is. Very high level. What is going to make that person elevate you? Because they're the man, they're the gatekeeper of that relationship. Understand that motivation and meet it and beat their expectation. That's your only objective. Bottom line, that is how you get things done. Number two is understand very clearly what the business objective that you're asking Facebook to accomplish is. And also understand if it's two or three objectives. You're going to do them poorly. You can do one or two things very well, or you can do horribly at ten things, and that's a choice. You can either use the tool appropriately, or misuse the devices in front of you and say that you're some sort of victim. Like it's a choice. And the last thing is, the golden rule that I have found. If your bright idea involves adding complexity to the environment, you're wrong. There is 95, 98% of solutions do not require an added level of complexity. Now, there is some where it's, it's absolutely needed. But that is the rare exception of the case. Now, obviously, there are times when you should, but those tend to be luxury problems. And I'm even talking about like, do you need a retargeting campaign? I don't think you do until you're spending a lot of money or you don't have enough money to afford prospecting because Facebook's already retargeting for you. And we know that they do. Otherwise you wouldn't have been taught since the first day that you need to have exclusions in place. Those exclusions exist because it's already doing the work. Can you afford to have four campaigns all spend money and get them all out of learning phase and deliver a result where you can then manage every single test that was acquired for each one of those customer journeys before the click and afterwards and then treat all those customers differently? Can you really legitimately manage that better for the business's bottom line to make that person that hired you look good more than doing one thing really well? The honest truth is probably no. I mean, yes, that's true. You can chase that. But that happens when you're spending 10, 20, 30, 50, that. Thousand dollars a day. I, I've had a million dollar a month run rate budget, and we did two things. The most successful businesses are built around that level of simplicity. So I would challenge you to not have some Rube Goldberg device to try to solve your problem. The brilliance is in finding a simpler way. And that's where all your time should be spent. And One little honorable mention, you don't need to spend more than 90 minutes a day in any Facebook ad account. That's Unless you are building things and the system is crashing on you, set a timer and force yourself to be good enough to get it done. And if it requires more time, then you're too complex and you're getting in your own way. Hard work is the antithesis of what you should be doing.
0: That'd be kind of what I would have to say. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, so basically my my big takeaways with this are is understand who the heck you're marketing to Mm -hmm. and pick one goal. Do it well. Yeah. And and keep it simple. You don't need, like you said, you don't need retargeting campaign. Retargeting campaigns are great once your primary campaign is working. Or once, but it's not, you know, doing multiple things at the same time. And that's really where. I think so many businesses get so hung up in the aspect of, but it has 40 tools. And just that it has 40 tools doesn't mean you need to use all of them at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, with all those tools, you don't have to worry about all the things that this shows you, all those metrics. Like I have made Facebook ad campaigns so efficient with such a high ROAS that the company almost went out of business because we lost the scope of what we're actually trying to do. And you can try to take credit for everybody's work or you can keep those golden, that North Star in mind. And, mine. and yeah, yeah, I would run away quickly from anybody trying to tell you the solution is more complication or around audiences or around running another sale. Or any of these things. Because what it means is they're not invested in your long-term success. They're invested in making you feel good about that relationship early enough that you're going to sign on for more. And if somebody isn't respectful of your relationship in that way, and ultimately disrespects your customers, then they're not a partner you should be dealing with. And that's the way Facebook views you as well. So you got to remember the rules of the game you're playing. And uh, sadly, we do not get to control those rules. We're just playing the game along with And you can pay me to play that game for you. But we're still going to have to play by those rules.
0: And if you decide not to play by the rules, Facebook will let you know.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) People are like, why are my accounts constantly getting banned? I'm like, well, quit trying to hack the system. And you make way more money by staying in business than you ever will by trying to cheat it. The short con is a terrible business model if you want to still be in business in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Or five or 10
0: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been really awesome talking with you. For those who are listening, how can people find you online? Sure. So my
1: socials are all at CT the Disruptor. You can just type in Facebook Disruptor into Google and you will get either the Disruptor group from the Facebook community, the legitimate like straight up, like this is the people, the top 100 advertisers. Or you'll find me, and I'm basically out there doing teaching on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And the honest truth is, everybody has their why. Most of the people in the Facebook Disruptor group are elite level C- managers or marketers or CMOs or running agencies and stuff. My why was when I started, nobody was teaching these kinds of things. And I've been to so many conventions where people poorly misquoted my own case studies that I kind of got hurt and got a chip on my shoulder. And I found there's a great opportunity to just be an above board player to try to help people get better and pays my mortgage. It, it, it puts food on my table and there's enough of a room to try to be a decent person. And yeah, that, that, that's, that's my why. And, and for anybody that's asking, the reason I don't run my own brands is I'm unable to lack emotion in running e-commerce stores if it's my money. So I've learned that mistake. I can be brutal with other people's money. But when it's my dollar, I'm just terrible at it. I get too emotionally invested. So like I failed at those things. I'm really good doing it for other people. I'm terrible at doing it myself because I do not have the ability Uh, to be analytical and actually make decisions that I can't take my own advice if it's my own dollar. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been super good chatting with you. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of In The Bunker. As always, we can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at In The Bunker Podcast. Be sure to share this episode and what you're going to apply from it and how that can affect your business. Make sure to tag us in that post so we can highlight your journey as well. But before you go, I have a quick personal ask. Each episode of In The Bunker takes a lot of work to put together from finding the guest, shooting, editing, all of that. And where I really could use your help is twofold. First, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or another podcast platform that can let you leave a five star, review or a text-based review, I would truly and greatly appreciate that. It really helps with the algorithm and allowing other listeners to find the show. The next thing that I really need help on is sharing this with friends, family, business owners, people that you think need to hear this content. I appreciate you listening to this episode and looking forward to next week. Take care.